Good evening, social media family. This is Grace Seven Faith Fellowship coming to you with our Saturday night message. This is Miss Eric coming to you with your word for this week. We thank God for you. Um, listen to us. We always invite you to share these messages with your family and friends if you feel like this will help them. And we always come in to um, be a blessing to you through social media and any other venue that we we also on YouTube also, so you can also um, reach us, I mean, listen to us on YouTube. But tonight we're going to start a new series. I want to talk about uh, understanding righteousness, understanding righteousness, this righteousness under the new covenant. And my subtitle is righteousness is not, is not right doing, but right being. So righteousness is not right not doing but being okay and so if you like me you know you may have grown up in the church where they put a lot of emphasis on doing and so and we know that when you become saved there are things we're supposed to do but the question here we're going to focus on tonight is what makes you righteous okay what makes us righteous and if you uh stop you make a mistake rather then do you stop being righteous so the question i want to ask tonight is what what do you think righteous is about what do you think righteous is about is, is righteous something you do or is it something some something you you are okay is it right doing or right being because as i said if you grew up you know and maybe in a Leo, depending on what denomination you came up under, you know, and like this, the focus is on doing, even now, the focus is on doing, but want to focus on what righteousness is under this new covenant. Okay. And we're going to look at scripture because I know some of you saying, well, you know what, if you make a mistake, then you're no longer righteous, you know, especially if you keep making the same mistake over and over. But what is the Bible? Is that really true according to um, Scripture under the New Covenant? And we're going to look at Scripture to really look at that and say, okay, what is the righteousness under the New Covenant? But, but the Bible tells us that after Jesus' sacrifice at the cross, God imputed righteousness not to those who strive to obey the law, okay, but anyone who believes in his son, okay? Because Christ took our sins and gave us his righteousness, okay? The moment we believed in him, God treated us as righteous parts, righteous apart from works or obedience, okay? So, so this new covenant righteousness a writing that comes by faith, not by works. Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to pause and look at some scripture now. And I said a lot there. So it says God imputed righteousness, not by those who strive to obey the law. Well, what does that say? Let's look at um, Galatians. Let's look at Galatians chapter 2. That's verse 16. Okay, let's look at this in the New Living Translation. Listen to what it says. It says, yet we know that a person is not made right with God 
Uh, now we know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in, in Christ Jesus so that we might be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, okay? Not because we have obeyed the law. No one will ever be made right by, with God by obeying the law. Now, when we say law, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Mosaic law. You know, the Ten Commandments included that. Actually, it's 300 and some, excuse me, 613 laws under the Mosaic covenant. But back under the old covenant, they focused on right doing. In other words, if you did good, you got good from God. If you did bad, you got bad from God. That was the old covenant rules under the old covenant, the Mosaic law. Okay, but he's telling us here, Paul is saying in Galatia, he says here, that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, okay? Not by obeying the law, not by rule keeping, okay? By obeying the law. I mean, by obeying, by putting your faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law, okay? So it says Jesus took our sins, he made us right. That's what the second Corinthians, second Corinthians five and 21. And you read it. It says he became sin who knew, who knew no sin that we may become the right of God. Jesus made us right. See, that's hard for us to believe because when we see people, we look at their, we look on the outside. We look at their behavior and we says, Hey, well, they cannot be a Christian because they're doing this. They're doing that. And we always basically narrow down to certain sins. So they're doing, they can't be a Christian do this, can't be a Christian do that. And we're not disqualifying good behavior, but we're saying that what makes you righteous under this new, under this covenant of Christ? He says, believing in Jesus, okay? It says the new, this new covenant right, a right that comes by faith, not by works. Okay, it comes by faith. Okay, so the moment you put your trust in Jesus, Okay, you have been made righteous. Understand that righteousness is a gift. Okay, we say salvation is a gift. And we need to understand, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Everything that we receive from Christ is a gift, okay? Your holiness, your righteousness, everything, all the, the your, your love is a gift. Everything is a gift. You didn't earn anything. Okay, so therefore, you need to understand that this right, you are righteous by it's right being, not right doing. Okay, let's look at this scripture. Let's look. This is the foundation scripture that I'm coming from tonight. And it's Romans chapter 4, verse 5. I'm going to read it from the King James Bible. It says, but to him that worketh not, but believe on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Okay, let's look at that. Let me look at that in the New Living Translation. Let's look at that. It's telling you that your faith, okay, your righteousness comes by believing, okay, not by right doing. So four and five, 
And it says here, people, New Limchan says, but people are counted as righteous, not because of their works, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. People are counted as righteous, not because of their works, but because of their faith in God who forgives sinners. That's what it says. Okay. So this is what you understand. So because you believe, you account as right the moment you accept Jesus Christ as your, pers your personal Savior. Now, here's the thing. What part of you becomes righteous? Because I don't know about you. When I got first, I say, I didn't stop doing everything. Okay. Still has some, some bad actions. What part of you got saved? You understand? It is your spirit got saved. He saved your spirit. That's how God did it. He saved your spirit. So, because that scripture, when God says, uh, it's in 2 Corinthians, it says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. I think it's 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Old things have passed away and because all things have become new. Okay, what part of you was made new? It was your born again spirit, your spirit that was made new. Not your emotions, not your soul, not your body, because we know, hey, when you become saved, nothing physically changed about you. You still got the same arms, they legs, the same, you know, um, nothing changed physically. Okay, so he's talking about your spirit got born again. So that's the part of you that has been made righteous and it stays righteous. So once again, it says here, King James Version, Romans 4 and 5, it says, but to him that worketh not, but believe on him that justified the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteous. Now, this verse counters the false doctrine that acting righteous could make people righteous. Because you got people who are not even saved, and their behavior is better than some Christians. So would you declare them as righteous, but not according to the new covenant? Under the old covenant, they were probably considered them, but under this new covenant, they're not righteous because they have good behavior. But this verse counts the false jack that acting righteous could make us righteous. But here Paul drops, he drops the bomb that God justifies the ungodly. Okay. We, we might add from the contact that this is the only kind of people whom he justifies. So God only justifies ungodly people. So if you are already righteous, you don't qualify for this new covenant righteousness. If you already got good behavior and doing everything, you feel like you're doing pretty good, you don't qualify. God only justifies ungodly people. So you have to consider yourself as being ungodly before you can receive, okay, this righteousness that comes from Jesus. Okay. That's because, you know, so it says we we add we add with the kind of that this is the only kind of people that he justified. That's because he doesn't have any other kind of people to justify. Either you're godly or you're ungodly. One of the two. You only fit in those two categories. Okay, and this verse should never uh, dispel any delusion that people might have have to try to earn God's favor by their performance because we got to really remember it says all people have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay. So understand this, this, this verse should never 
dispel any delusion that people might have might have of trying to earn God's favor by their performance. So you cannot earn God's favor by your performance. Okay. Now, doing the right thing will get you somewhere, but it just won't get you nowhere with God under this new covenant. Okay. It's not going to get you anywhere with God, okay, by doing good things. Okay. Your righteousness under this new covenant, okay, in other words, it comes from Jesus. Jesus is the root of your righteousness. Now, your behavior is the fruit. Okay, because you believe you're right, because you believe you've been made right, and there should be fruit of righteousness that come out of it. But your right actions alone does not make you righteousness. It comes by Jesus. This is the thing we have to get. Because I don't know about you, you know, when I first heard this, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. I can't believe this. You mean tell me I'm still righteous, even when I make a mistake, and we're gonna get into that. Because some of you are saying, well, you know, well, well, how can you be righteous and righteous and you still doing bad things, still have bad behavior? Okay, it says faith in the atonement of Jesus grants us righteousness. Okay. Our actions don't. Faith in the atonement of Jesus grants us righteousness. Your actions don't. Your actions don't. However, faith will produce actions. Let me say it again. Okay. Faith in the atonement of Jesus grants us righteousness. I mean, you believe in Jesus. He made you right. You receive righteousness again. Your actions don't. But however, true faith will produce action. So let's look. He said, well, okay, let's look at James chapter two. Okay. Sign with verse 14. It says, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but do not show it in your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Okay, suppose you see your brother or sister who, ha who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day. Stay warm and eat. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So it's saying, hey, if you believe you've been made right, there's going, there are going to be righteous actions that come from it. In other words, say that's there's gonna be fruit that come from that. But faith in the atonement is what makes you righteous from the beginning. Okay. So however, I, true faith produces action, and these actions or lack thereof can be used by others to determine where we stand with God, okay? Although our actions are indication of our inner faith, they can be misinterpreted and therefore any judgment made based on the actions need, needed to be for the purpose of discernment only and not condemnation. Now, let me say, I said a lot there. So what I'm saying here to kind of break it down here is that, hey, okay, if you believe you've been made righteous, there should be righteous actions that follow that. Follow that. Okay. So understanding this, that, hey, there should be. So if you see a person who's 
actions are not right. Okay, it says, although our actions are indication of our inner faith, they can be misinterpreted. Okay, they can be misinterpreted. Your, your actions can be misinterpreted, okay? And therefore, any judgment based on our action need to be for discernment. Now, what is discernment? Discernment is to see whether something is right or wrong or not. So we use our discernment to determine right actions or wrong actions. You don't use your discernment to say what somebody is saved or not. We don't have the, the, the jurisdiction. We don't have the ability to do that. Because the Bible says only God knows the heart. So your discernment is to be used to say, you know what, to discern whether their actions are right or wrong according to the scripture. Okay, according to the scripture that says, you know what, hey, you say you, you're saved, but you know what, your actions are going to line up with the word of God. So I can judge your actions, but I cannot, I don't have the building, the Bible don't tell us we can judge whether somebody is saved or not as a Christian, not based on the actions. It don't say that. And I know we use the scripture where, you know, the God says, well, you know them by their, their fruit. Well, you have to read the whole context of that scripture. And it's talking about false prophets. Okay. So we, I've learned you got to keep things in context. We can't take a scripture and not know the context of what it was saying. Okay. We have to read, you know, probably the beginning of the chapter and the end to find out what the context was. So when you see somebody, you may be saying, well, you know what? That person said he's saving. Well, yeah, they may have, um, their actions may may not align with the word of God, but we can't determine whether they say, otherwise we're not, God didn't give us the ability to condemn people. Say, well, you're not saved because your actions don't line up with the word. Okay, so we understand that. So that person can be saved. But I said, your, your spirit, when God saves us, your spirit gets born again. And your behavior is not going to change all the overnight. Okay. Well, how does our behavior change? Well, you have to be, as scripture says in Romans, you know, chapter 12, it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay. But we can't determine just by somebody's action. Because like I said, you can misinterpret something by why somebody's actions and say, you know what, hey, you know, they're not saved because they do X, Y, and Z. No, you don't have the ability to do that. But there should be, as this scripture said, there should be righteous actions if you believe that you've been made righteous. Okay? And so you are not righteous because of how morally upright you are. You need to understand that. You're not righteous because of that. Under this new covenant, you're not righteous because of your morally up how morally upright you are and you are not right because you exercise self-control once again there are people who are saved who 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 have who are morally right when you look at their lifestyle they have self-control you're not right because you read 10 chapters of the bible daily now am i condemning all these things no but they don't make you righteous under this new covenant it is putting your faith in Jesus. Okay, you're not righteous because you feel righteous. And let me deal with that because some people say, well, you know what? I don't feel righteous. Uh, you may be having a bad day. You may be going through something, but you're not right. Righteous is not, this righteous under new covenant is not based on your feelings. It is based on the finished work of Jesus. 
but you are the very righteousness of God in Christ solely because of the sacrifice of Jesus made for us. It made us so. Solely by itself. And this is the thing we have to, to embrace. Okay, you have to embrace this by faith that I am the righteousness of God. Solely because of the sacrifice of Jesus, what he did for me on Calvary. I am righteous. When, 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 we, when, you, when we believe it, when you believe this now, your faith is counted for righteousness. So you have to believe this. You have to believe the day you get saved and accept your passion, you'll say, I'm righteous. I'm the righteous of God. It's not my doing, but my being. Being made righteous by the finished works of Jesus. Okay. Now, now this is what um, God wants us to use our faith for. You, you don't need faith to know that you're sinful. Okay, you don't need faith to believe, but it says you don't need the faith to know that you're sinful, but you do need faith to believe and to declare that you are the righteousness of, of God in Christ in the midst of your weakness and struggle. See, now this is what our faith is for. Okay, see, we've been trained, and I'm, I'm not going to say this is wrong, but we've been trained to use our faith to get stuff. You know, a new car, a new house. You know, we use our faith for, you know, uh, healing and deliverance. And don't get me wrong, all that's we do. The Bible teach that. But the thing is, can you believe, this is the thing about it, this is huge. Can you believe you're righteous when you make a mistake? Can you declare, can you speak out of your mouth that I'm still right even though I messed up. Let's use an example, okay? For example, when you feel lousy because you have just snapped on your spouse, okay? God wants you to exercise your faith to see to see yourself as still rising even in the midst of that failure, okay? This living revelation that, that you are still righteous will give you the strength to love your spouse and reconcile things with him or her. So this is an example. So, when you 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 and your spouse get in an argument and you say something off, do you believe this is what you use your faith for? That I am still the righteous of God, even though I messed up, even though you missed the mark, even though you made a mistake and cut somebody out. Okay, when you start believe that you are the righteous of God in Christ, then guess what? You're not gonna want to do those things anymore. Things are going to change when you believe this is going to allow you to really, as I said, you going when you believe in this revelation, it's going to cause you, even if you do have a, a, a disagreement with your spouse and things get heated. OK, it's going to give you strength to love your spouse and reconcile things back. Even when you do make a mistake, it's going to cause you to get up and get back in line. This is what our faith is for. OK. See, we don't think about using our faith when we, we miss the mark. What we think about, we, we think about condemning people or condemning ourselves when we make a mistake. And this and enemy, that's what the enemy wants. Because, you know, how can you say that you're righteous and you just, you know what, 
made a huge mistake, you know, hurt somebody's feelings, you know, missed the mark, you know, maybe it's them cheating on your spouse, you know, made a mistake, went off on your job and lost your job. The enemy wanted to make you feel bad and say, you're not righteous anymore. And he will even have people come in, you know, and your path and say, you're not righteous. How dare you point their finger at you? How dare you? But God, he's saying hey, under this new covenant, right? It says, even when you do that, you will still righteous. And this is what you need to use your faith for. When you're struggling, when you're weak, when you're having problems, when you're struggling, you're still righteous by faith in Jesus. And when, when you believe that, then that's going to change your behavior. But it's, it starts with what you believe in, that I've been made righteous by the finished works of Jesus Christ. And I know there's a lot of doctors out there that say, well, no, you know, you're not. You're not righteous. How can you be saved and do this? How can you be saved and do this? And I said those things. But then I begin to look at my own self. Hey, I still miss the mark now, but I am the righteousness of God. And once I begin to believe that I'm righteous, then I'm going to come out of those things. I thank God because, hey, now even when I miss the mark, when I make mistakes, okay, I don't change my mind about who I am in Christ Jesus. Why? Because God doesn't change his mind about who I am. This is the whole key. Don't change your mind about who you are. Because God hasn't changed his mind about who you are. Don't change your mind about being made righteous, that you are the righteous, because Jesus hasn't changed his mind about you being the made righteous. Matter of fact, that's where he wants you to use your faith to believe that, you know what, I messed up, but I'm still the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is the revelation that you have to get. Notice what I said. This is a revelation. You got to get a revelation of your righteousness in in Christ Jesus. Having faith in him alone is what makes you righteous. And I know, you know, you may be struggling with that because you said you, you messed up. You've had a hard time. You know, you've been struggling and you've been struggling maybe with something for a long time. But yet you say, I'm saying, and you said, maybe, maybe saying, well, Eric, how do I, how do I get out of this? How do I, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore, but I keep it. Well, you have to believe that you've been made righteous and you didn't, you have to trust that you're delivered. You have to put your faith in what Jesus did for you and watch things change, but don't put yourself under condemnation. Yeah. You messed up, but you're still righteous. And don't let anybody tell you. Go to Galatians. We read Galatians chapter 2, verse 16. And stand on it and say, I've been made righteous. We have been made righteous by the finished works of Jesus Christ. It tells you that. That's scripture. I'm not making this up. This is not Eric with his own interpretation. I'm just doing the, as we call it here, as what we say in Grace and Faith Fellowship, we have the, the ministry of reading. Just read. Okay, begin to read the scriptures and, and listen to what it says. It says it plainly that you are made, we are made righteous by putting our faith in Jesus Christ, not by what we do. 
I think Galatians called it law keeping. You know, doing. So you're righteous by being, not doing. Okay. And once you begin, now, once you begin to believe that you've been made righteous, okay, then you're going to start to do righteous things. You'll be going to begin to see there's going to be fruit of righteous behavior once you believe that you have been made righteous in Jesus Christ. So the enemy may say, how dare you call yourself righteous when you just did that? This is what the enemy, when you hear things like that, when you hear even people speaking to you like that, that's the enemy. Enemy is going to say, how dare you call yourself righteous when you did that? That's the time you need to declare boldly. Boldly declare this, that I am, I am not righteous because of what I have done or not done. I am righteous only because of the blood and the finished works of Jesus at the cross. See, the enemy's going to speak to you. He's going to speak to all of us when we make a mistake. See, you got to understand, whenever, if you feel condemnation, whenever you feel like, you know, being beat up, that's not God. That's not God. God is a God of love and he will encourage us. What he say, he said, God, when God, when we mess up, God said, well, hey, that's not you. You're the righteous of God. That's not you. You shouldn't be doing that. That's not you. He's not going to condemn you. He's going to love you out of it. Okay. He's going to love you out of it. So that's what the enemy is going to speak to you. The enemy is going to tell you, how dare you call yourself righteous? And people are going to say, how dare you call yourself righteous when you did what you just did? But that's what, this is the key, one of the key things to use our faith for. This is what you need your faith for. That when you mess up, okay, use your faith to believe you are righteous in a messed up situation. When you've messed up, when you've messed up terribly and begin to speak those scriptures of your life and watch God change things miraculously in your life. But you got to stand in this. And once again, it's not about feeling righteous. It's not about how you feel. Because when, when we mess up, we're we going to feel bad. You know, our emotions, it's going to feel bad. But understand that, hey, God has not changed his mind about who you are. He's not going to punish you. The Bible tells us in John 10 and 10, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That is the enemy's job. God does not come to kill, steal, and destroy you. That's not in his nature. He said, I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's where he comes, to give life to you. And so even when you experience in the death, when you, you, you speak life scriptures over yourself by declaring, I'm the rights of God in Christ Jesus. This is not me. This is not who I am. I made a mistake, but you know what? This is not me. Because Jesus died, I'm still the rights of God. I'm going to get back up. I'm going to get back in line. And I'm going to declare God's word over my life. My situation is going to change. There may be consequences of your situation, but you know what? God, you, you bounce back. But you have to understand, this is the point I'm trying to drive there, that you are righteous because of what Jesus did. 
not because of your good behavior. Because what, what are you doing when you do that? You, you, now you're in self-righteousness. You're in self-right. You declare your right because look at what I did. And then we begin to put ourselves on a pedestal. And then this is when we begin to condemn other people who don't look like us, who don't um, behave like us and have good behavior like us. And then we begin to uh, step into something that God never told us to start saying, well, you know what? You're not saved because of this. And you can't be a Christian because of that. You know, and, and now we overstepping our boundaries. But I want you to know tonight, I'm speaking to someone, maybe you're not saved. The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you do that tonight. He declares you righteous because what righteousness under this covenant of grace is a gift. Matter of fact, everything is a gift. Holiness is a gift. It's been, and you receive that the moment you accept your Christ as your personal savior. So righteousness is not right. It's not doing. It is being. Okay. Being and accepting. Because last week we talked about identity. Embrace that identity. Okay. Embrace that identity that you know what? I've been made righteous by the finished works of Jesus Christ. I'm righteous. I'm righteous because of what he did. And then you begin to walk in that. Then once you believe that, then you, be, you find out what does righteous people do. And then you, and that is the fruit of righteousness, your behavior. But what makes you righteousness? Let's go back to the scripture again. Romans 4 and 5, it says, but to him that worketh not, but believe on him, that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Remember I said, you don't qualify for this righteousness if you think you are already godly. But you have to first admit that, you know what? I'm ungodly. There's, like I said, there's only two categories, you're godly or you're ungodly. You know, now, Godly people can have ungodly actions, but that doesn't make you, because you have ungodly actions, that doesn't make you ungodly. Okay. But once you put your faith in Jesus Christ, it says his faith is counted for righteousness. And thank God for Jesus. He declares us righteousness, us righteous, excuse me, because of what he did. You've been made righteous. Receive that on tonight. Let me pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for those that are listening, those that have tuned in to hear your word. We thank you for just speaking to us tonight. God, I thank you that we've been made righteous by what you did on Calvary. I thank you for ministering to the person who's listening to this, that they have been made righteous because they put their faith in your son, Jesus Christ. The work he did on the crowd, him shedding his blood for the sins of the whole world. God, I thank you that we've been made righteous because of what you did for us. And God, I pray that we release our faith. I pray that faith is being released to believe 
that I am the rights of God in Christ Jesus based on what your son did for us. I pray for that person who is um, being condemned right now. God, I come against that spirit of condemnation. But God, I pray that they will stand and release their faith to believe that they are who you said they are. And God, I thank you, God, that as they believe this, that they've been made righteous by what you're doing, that I thank you for the fruit of righteousness, that they begin to walk this out in their life and people will begin to see the change in their life as they stand on your word. And God, I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, thank you again for listening to us. We'll be back with you again next week on another installment of Understanding Righteous. Once again, thank you. And we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.